Welcome to Back to Debbie, the Debbie podcast brought to you by Campus of Ken. Ohio State, please don't sue us for using the most common word in the English dictionary that was not intentional. I'm your host, Mike V. This is Corey P. We are focusing on the combine results today, just giving some reactions. We'll, of course, go over two 2023 player profiles from the class. But first, Corey with the news. Yeah, so first of all, we have uh, the sad story of South Carolina running back Love C. Carroll, who had to medically retire this week from football. Uh, Carroll was a consensus top 10 recruit at running back by most of the major sites about two years ago, I believe. Uh, had a stint at defensive back before transferring to SC and essentially going back to running back, but never really got on the field due to those injuries. So I wish him the best going forward. Um, we also have new Georgia uh, wide receiver, Rara Thomas, who had some trouble with the law earlier this off season, but it's becoming a bit of a trend now with these guys who are getting in trouble. His charges have been dropped and he's expected to be full go this spring. So they get their guy. Uh, speaking of spring practices, we are finally starting to get more and more teams kind of kicking off practices. Uh, here's some little bit of tidbits that are coming out too. Starting off at Clemson, um, we have Adam Randall, the guy who uh, miraculously got on the field like five months after an ACL tear. Uh, he's going to be out with spring. Um, no exact determination on why, just cited with a knee. So hopefully he didn't retweak that thing or anything. Um, you also got wide receiver Bo Collins over there, who is also going to be missing spring for having a, a, a bit of a down season last year. Um, heading over to Texas, um, we have it being reported uh, that the QE position is an open battle between Manning and Ewers. But just want to caution, you know, after diving into some of the actual reported news, um, I'd say that that's more like clickbait right now. Malik Murphy, the other quarterback that was there, was out this week. And Sarkeesian just kind of said every position is an open battle right now, which felt like it would kind of force the narrative there, kind of like putting up those lines for clickbait. So I'm not too sure that's a real battle. We will remember last year they did the same thing with Quinn and uh, Hudson Card. Um, so maybe they're just trying to keep a guy around, keep a guy happy. I don't know. Um, so that's what's going on there. Buy, buy More- low. Buy low on Quinn Ewers. Buy low. <laughs> Uh, Other Texas news, Um, with Jonathan Brooks out and Keelan Robinson limited, it was Jadon Blue taking first-team reps this week. Uh, Cedric Baxter was following up behind him, along with newly converted wide receiver to running back Savion Red. Um, So I guess he is getting some run over there. We'll see what happens. Looks like he's third in the pecking order right now, but I kind of expect Cedric Baxter to be there. Uh, probably number even two, maybe even number one by the time the season's over. Um, and there's also some extremely positive buzz around uh, Jonte Cook, the freshman wide receiver there. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, I want to head over to your alma mater as well, Kentucky. A lot of positive buzz going on about Devin Leary right now. He's looking healthy off the injury last week or last year. Um, he's taken a lot of command over there. Um, they were expecting him to be pretty limited, but they were actually surprised at how much he was able to do. So he's looking good right now. Um, and also with the spring rosters, uh, we are seeing some notable weight changes right now. I just want to point out a few of them to you. Um, first, we got Penn State running back Nicholas Singleton. He was at 219 last year. He's up to 28. We've got the other Penn State running back, Katron Allen. He was at 201 last year, which I was surprised. I didn't realize he was playing that low. He's all the way up to 218. Um, so maybe he gained throughout the year or whatever, but that's a great increase for him. We've got Dallin Hayden from uh, OSU, another running back there, 195 last year, up to 203. Um, we've got Clemson wide receiver Adam Randall, who we just talked about. He was at 215 last year. He's all the way up to 230. Don't know how much I like that. Um, we've also got Alabama wide receiver Isaiah Bond. He was at 175, a little slender, up to 182, so nice to see that. Um, Jamari and Miller running back at Alabama as well was at 201 last year, up to 211. That's awesome to see leave a top 12 running back for both me and Mike in our Debbie rankings. 
Um, you've got Mizzou wide receiver Luther Burden at 215 last year, down to 208, shedding a little bit of weight there. Uh, Jarquez Hunter, uh, expected starting running back at Auburn, 202, up to 210 pounds. Uh, Squirrel White, kind of a growing, trendy name as a really fast guy who's going to take over the higher role there at Tennessee. He was 160 last year, up to 165. And Damian Martinez, kind of a freshman phenom last year. He was at 216. He's reportedly all the way up to 230. So we'll see if the athleticism stays there. Um, and just some freshman weights to go over. Um, running back Jeremiah Love, 190 pounds, up to 195. Uh, running back Caden Feagan over at Illinois, 226, listed at 239 now. Um, running back Caleb Jackson over at LSU, 200 pounds, listed at 222 now. Um, Amarian Peterson running back at USC, 200 pounds, all the way up to 210. Uh, Jonte Cook, who we also just spoke about getting a lot of positive buzz. He was 175 coming in. He's 184 pounds. And Dante Moore, the quarterback two for a lot of us over here at Campus to Canton in this freshman class, he came in at 195 and he's all the way at 210 now. So that all wraps up the news for this week. If you guys want any more on the spring practice, just keep it locked onto the C2C podcast and YouTube channel to hear our very own Matt Bruning go over his spring practice reports on a regular basis. Some of the greatest content you can find all in one place. Um, if you want more information on this year's freshman class uh, or, you know, you need some help navigating those supplemental drafts, be sure to check out Campus of Canton's new freshman and supplemental guide. Now available for $20 on the website. has all the goods, uh, proximate athleticism, comparisons, uh, full write-ups of more than 150 players. So run on over and grab that right now. Um, you know, if Debbie is more your flavor, we are sure, we are currently writing up that guide right now. You can expect that in early May, as well as a CFF guide that's going to come out a little bit later. So head on over to Campus Canton. Really never a better time to sign up with loads of off-season content coming your way and get the leg up on all your league weights. Corey, out of all of those, I'm super excited about Luther Burden losing seven pounds. I think that'll really help. I mean, he's already athletic, but like, you know, six foot two fifteen. I think six foot two away. I like that a lot more. Yeah, he's shedding a little bit of weight. There were some pictures that came out that almost looked like there was like some bad weight on him during that freshman mm. season that I was kind of looking at a little bit. So I'm glad to see that he's kind of shedding weight and getting getting to work in the weight room. Yeah, I'm definitely very concerned about Adam Randall. Uh, Caden Feagan, I hope he's not um hanging out with Eddie Lacey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's getting Thomas. up there. Who who we had time to 21 miles per hour. That's part of like the profile we love about him is that he's so big and fast. So hoping that he's keeping that athleticism at that size too. Absolutely. Let's get into our two. 2023 player profiles we of course we try to hit the buzzy names uh just because it's more fun i guess but let's start off with trey palmer here trey palmer uh lsu transfer going to nebraska for the corn huskers 71 receptions 1043 receiving yards and nine touchdowns he also rushed for five attempts for 75 yards uh, i think he had a fumble on that too i'm gonna go first because I have a little bit less to say. Uh, Corey's definitely been pushing Trey Palmer. And also a little shout out to Colin Decker because he's been a pretty big Trey Palmer mm-hmm. fan as well. I have been low on Trey Palmer probably the entire process. Um, tweeted out my rankings. His mom found me on Twitter. Uh, told me that she lovingly <laughs> underestimated her baby. Um, and I'm here to say I have been underestimating him. I think I am now more appropriate on where I want to have him. Uh, he, he just ran a 4-3-3, the fastest 40 time at the Combine. Uh, for wide receivers at six foot 192 like that's really impressive and i think his skill set is more of a field stretcher um he's not really technically refined uh, i got the same at the senior bowl he definitely struggled to get out of his breaks uh but would make up for it with one pure athleticism and two he was very physical so he would definitely get very handsy i think would push off the defender in his break to help him with separation um 
but yeah, as far as refinement and footwork goes, it's he's he's um he needs a lot of work as far as footwork goes for route running. Um, I just think it's strange to call somebody a field stretcher that's also extremely physical. You just don't see those two skill sets ever combined together. And I have moved them up to my YSR 15, my article drop or YSR rankings um, yesterday. Nope, Monday. Mm-hmm. Got, so Monday they got dropped. Uh, but I, I do think he offers a little bit more than just a field stretching role. I obviously love the athleticism. I do think it's a red flag that he couldn't get on the field at LSU. Um, obviously, he's a year one zero. But I, I do think that he has two high-end traits, physicality and, again, speed. I do think he can be complimenting role at the next level, uh, be like a wide receiver three for an offense, maybe plug him into your flex the next level. But I think that would be his ceiling. Uh, and I definitely think he played his way into day two draft capital. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I mean, like you said, I've, I've been a little bit on this guy. Um you know, high four-star kid went to, went to LSU. And like you were saying, he didn't really get on the field there, but I mean, you've got like possibly the top names in the NFL that were in that room. You know, Justin Jefferson was in that room. Terrace Marshall ended up being a first round pick. Um, Jamar Chase was in that room. Uh, Kayshawn Butte was in that room too, I believe for a little bit while he was still there. So, I mean, it, it, it was kind of easy to see why he had such a hard time getting on the field, you know, which, which prompted the transfer to Nebraska, which, you know, he really became the whole offense there. Um, more than doubled the receiving yards of the next highest wide receiver, uh, more than three touchdowns than anybody else on that team. Um, and obviously the big thing of the guy is with speed. We just saw the four, three, three, um, was a track athlete in school ran in, in like the 10, five area for the hundred meter dash, very ident- identifiable, uh, speed on tape. That was part of the reason I picked him for, um, competition, which you're going to get into, which won me some nice bonus points. Um, but I mean, you would just watch this guy, like, d- like defensive backs would play off coverage on this guy, give him cushion, like five, eight yards. And then three seconds later uh, on the broadcast view, you're seeing freaking Casey Thompson float a deep ball and he's three yards of separation away from the guy. I mean, the speed is just like ridiculous. He can obviously uh, get deep in a hurry. He's got more speed than the guys he was playing at most of the time. Uh, Good size, um, a little bit of versatility to him too. I will agree with you when, when you say that he isn't refined as a route runner, but it was a guy who was 60, 40 between the slot and the outside. So he has a little bit of lineup versatility. He was the go-to guy. I just kind of moved him around and kept throwing the ball to him. Um, but if we do want to get into the negatives about him, it is the route tree that still needs to be refined a little bit. Most of the stuff he ran was just uh, simple crossing patterns, um, um, screens, uh, skinny posts, go routes. Not a lot of deception in his routes either. There's no footwork there. So you're right. It's a lot of athlete right now. I do think his hands are super inconsistent as well. Uh, made some strong catches, um, but also dropped a few balls from time to time. I think PFF gave him a 10% drop rate. Not as bad as some of the guys we've talked about previously, but still uh, a pretty bad rate there. Um you know, and you really just don't see a lot of instances of him having to go up and high point the ball with his speed. There's a lot of separation. There's a lot of things. So I don't know what his play strength is like at the catch point. I don't know what his high pointing ability is. That's maybe a little bit of a question mark. Um, but, you know, I don't think you're necessarily drafting him for his ability at the catch point. But it's just something that doesn't make him a complete wide receiver. Kind of like you said, maybe more complimentary wide receiver. So as of right now, a lot of athletic ability in a wide receiver body. Took some big steps forward this year. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him, like, become a surprise to... Uh, day two selection, you know, with guys like Tyquan Thornton and Vilas Jones, who all they had to do was run fast to get into the second round. So I'm, I won't be surprised <laughs> if somehow he gets into there. He's got more protection than, than those two, better than those two, in my opinion. So we'll see. He's coming in probably higher than most, but he's my wide receiver 12 right now. And I do think he was a big winner okay. this week. Yeah, I got him at 15. I think I could have moved up a little bit higher. Uh, PFF does have him down as 
23 contested targets, but only seven receptions. So 30% catch rate yeah. is pretty bad, uh, which is weird for someone so physical. So I think that's very coachable. Like, I think he does have like that dog mindset. I, I think he can, I think that can be corrected at next level. Definitely evened out more. And also Casey Thompson went down to injury for like four or five weeks there. So Trey Palmer really kind of fell off the map between, I think it was weeks like eight to late 12. Uh, but no, I, we not yet. Yeah, we gave yeah, Anyway, he could have done a lot more damage than 1,043 yards is what I'm trying to say. He really could have been like a 1,300, 1,400 receiver. Had a few 200-yard games this year too, like really, really big games from him. Yeah. Yeah, I, and and I just it just feels like every single year the consolation prize for the fastest 40 times is uh, second-round <laughs> draft capital. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. I mean, day I two, day two at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would feel comfortable saying he's an early third-round pick. I really do feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go on to our next guy here. Um, another buzzy name that just kind of blew out the combine on the water, and that's going to be Princeton wide receiver Andre Yoshivas. Uh, six foot three, one, uh, six foot three, 205, 64 receptions for 924 yards and seven touchdowns. I mentioned contested catches being an issue for Trey Palmer, but Andre had 11 out of 16. It's very good. Uh, the exception here is that he played in the Ivy League schools. I mean, it's not even. It's it's pretty it's pretty low level competition. These guys are all future employers, uh, so they have to go to HR seminars and tell them how to treat people right. So I don't think they're too aggressive <laughs> on the field. But uh, it's so <laughs> yeah. So I I was pretty high on Andre coming in. Uh, he got the Senior Bowl invite. He was one of the first twenty people to get their invite. Uh, productive all four years, uh, which is what I like to see from those guys that come from like very small schools. His film looked pretty good. I thought I thought his film was. Uh, basic route tree, but like showed really solid hands. Uh, definitely out athleticism. His guys really kind of basic route tree. We just kind of talked about um, Trey Palmer's route tree. I didn't think his footwork is bad, but like his his uh, his route tree was really basic. Now, when I got to watch him the Senior Bowl, I I, um, <clears throat> I changed my mind on what I thought about him. <laughs> uh, I I did have him now as like wide receiver eight, expecting him to do well at the Senior Bowl because I thought that maybe you know raw athleticism, good good receiver play, he can probably get by with that. He couldn't get out of his breaks. I don't think he won a single route. Everyone's clamoring over him being a, you know, killing the combine, which he did, I mean, which we all knew. He was like a, like a high state level athlete. We knew coming out of high school he was a fantastic athlete. Um, and then, uh, and, and then, and then he won Player of the Week for the Senior Bowl, which made no sense to me. If you, there's a reason why no one posts his one v one clips on Twitter. There's a reason for that because he just doesn't, didn't play well, didn't win any. I was dropping balls. Balls hit his chest and just fell to the ground uh, more than once. Uh, so. Um, I, I'm just really cautioning people from thinking he's going to be a stud. I obviously combine was a great thing. I do think players can develop the next level. I don't think he's a wide receiver one of the next level, even with all the development in the world. But again, he can develop into a complimentary piece. Um, but I think, you know, like Trey Palmer, he's a complimentary piece like halfway through his rookie year, maybe, maybe his second year. I don't think Yoshivas maybe gets that at like his fourth, third year. I don't, it, there's so much development to go in there. He's, there's just so much needs to go into him. Corey, what do you think about him? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. This isn't a guy that I even looked at a ton at. Like, he wasn't a guy who was very on my radar. We're talking about Ivy League. We're talking about somebody who's not on national TV very often, not a guy that I'm really looking at. I was kind of like seeing if this process, how it went, if I should kind of dive into him a little bit more and grade him properly by looking at some of the tape and stuff like that. But, you know, some of the reports that you guys have said, I mean, you and Barnabas went down to uh, Barnabas Lee, our, one of our draft analysts here at, at Campus of Canada. You guys went down to the Senior Bowl. All your reports coming back up 
about him were, were pretty bad, that he wasn't winning his one versus ones. And those benefit the wide receivers. Usually you see wide receivers winning those more often than not. And to not see any clips about him, to not see anything like that was pretty tough uh, on his profile, at least. And again, this is a guy, low level of competition. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of hoping he was going to be the next Christian Watson from last year because he had so much hype yeah. because this guy coming yeah. from FCS, super athletic and stuff like that. But Christian Watson did move really well. When I looked at the tape, it was his hands that were the problem. Uh, we even saw that pop up a little bit in his rookie year. Um, Yusovas, I don't know if he's that type of athlete. You know, he tested pretty well at the combine. You know, he is a track athlete. I don't know if he moves like Christian Watson does at 6'4". I thought he was pretty outstanding there. So um, I don't think that comparison necessarily makes a lot of sense. I don't see Yosovas making like like day two capital. I think he's probably a day three uh, developmental guy that you're probably going to toss on your, um, your practice squad and development for a couple of years and see if he can become something. So I don't think he's going to be somebody that I'm going to have a lot of, um, but I am going to go through the process of grading him now and just seeing, because I do think he'll probably get drafted, but I'm not hoping for too much at the next level. Yeah. He's, he really struggled with physical content. I mean, press coverage. He couldn't beat it. I mean, he couldn't, he got locked up very easily. Just couldn't get it done. And that's what you're going to see when you're jumping that level of competition. Now you're finally seeing him against like guys who are going to be playing in the NFL. Not even some of those guys might not even make it to the NFL. And if you can't even do it there, like that's, it's a, it's a tough sell. Yeah. And I do, I do caution. I I'm not like a huge fan of all the off season stuff. I really don't. I think the tape kind of should be the most, uh, the majority of the analysis. Um, but uh, for these small school guys, I think that matters the most for the senior bowl. If, if you can step up and play against these power five corners, these sec corners, uh, these guys that are future, you know, day two draft capital compared to the Ivy League corners who just aren't. Uh, he he just couldn't step up. So I, I'm I'm pretty out on him, and and I do usually caution not to take the Senior Bowl stock into too much stuff. But uh, in this case, though, I, I think I think I've seen enough. But even like and even last year's Watson, when he was at the Senior Bowl, you heard daily things about Watson and how he was getting away, and guys were so amazed by his catches and so amazed by this. You didn't hear nothing. There was like no buzz. I didn't even for if you didn't know he went there, you might have not even known he was there. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the combine. Uh, last week, Corey and I had a little competition. We talked about hmm. a bunch of players over unders. We did some bets against each other. Uh, I, I do want to go over this. Corey did win. I'll say this up front. Corey won uh, off off the BS bonus question. But uh, in the quarterback section, we're one for one. We we tied there. Uh, Corey doesn't like to evaluate. I should say doesn't like. My favorite is wide receivers, and I lost that section four to two. Corey likes to evaluate running backs, and he <laughs> lost that section. I won that one three to one. So <laughs> so. So that's that's kind of how that went. So he won in the end, uh, thanks to the bonus question. Uh, the question was, who's going to be the fastest wide receiver outside of Hyatt? And who was the other guy, man? It's Hyatt. Just Hyatt. There was no other guy. It was just Jamie Okay. Hyatt. And then he said Trey Palmer, who's the fastest overall anyway. So he won that one. Um, I was going to talk technicality, saying that we, we said third overall. I didn't want to gaslight my co-host. I didn't want to see the first angry Canadian on air. So. <laughs> you listen back to the episode it was outside of Hyatt. We were just taking away the easy answers. And then you Ouch. just posted it on Twitter the third fastest time. You just changing the rules. Hey, whatever you say, man. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I won. Yeah, so so that was that was the result. Yeah. Um there was a lot Luke of lore in the mail in the in the next in the next couple of weeks or what? I don't know. I think you gotta wait till next year maybe. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh Quentin Johnson didn't run. Uh, CJ Stroud yeah. and Will Levis in a run that would have been nice. Yeah, we we kind of it was kind of a weird one because we lost out on guys that didn't end up running or whatever, so it wasn't exactly even, but it was just for fun, anyways. 
This is a Debbie podcast, so I'm going to ask Corey a question here. Corey, why is the combine important? You know, obviously in the name of Debbie. Uh, combine is important of, you know, doing things like earning some draft capital. Um, really, it should be like a, a reaffirming things that we see on tape, you know, and if it ends up differently, maybe it's a sign to like go back on the tape, uh, look over things, uh, look over their speed see, with a fresh perspective on somebody who thought maybe wasn't athletic. You know, like a, a guy like Evan Hall, uh, for example, that we've talked about surprised me with this testing. Um, wasn't a guy that I thought really showed up on the field in that type of way, or a guy like Michael Mayer, who we thought had some athletic limitations and it was confirmed there that he didn't have, that he does have a little bit of athletic limitations. So really you gain nothing from that in a sense, right? So in some instances, it really doesn't mean much, but I still do think it's an important part of the process. Uh, you know, especially when someone burns a 40 earns that draft capital, the the draft stock skyrockets. And, uh, at the end of the day, draft capital means opportunity. And that's really what we're hoping for when we're, we're even looking at these guys. We just want to see some day two draft capital. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this has like analytically, it does have positive correlation to draft capital doing well in the combine. <clears throat> that being said though, once they're drafted, you don't really care about their performance. You can just throw the whole thing out the window. But, um, I think Corey nailed it. It's 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 to see the athleticism. You don't want to double count, you know. Like last year, we knew David Bell wasn't wasn't the fastest, so I mean, we really didn't care about his performance. But like Kyron Williams, who was you know small guy, everyone's trying to say he's a workhorse running back, even though he's like ten pounds underweight for that. And then he goes and it's just a dud athletically at the combine. I mean, that just kind of ruins it. So you don't want to. I think it's really important not to flop, flop it. You don't you don't need to kill it, but not to flop it. And and. uh I do think there's like some stock down from the senior bowl. And I think some of those guys redeem themselves with a good combine performance. So there's, there's that too. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but for the most part, I do think the combine um, is getting, is getting a little useless. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Raz score has just been adopted by the NFL recently and, and they're posting like, Oh, Jason is the top, you know, five, 10 percentile athlete. Oh, he only did like two of the eight events, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, it's a little ridiculous and silly to say some guy is top of his class and he's only doing the two events that we thought he'd be good at anyway. He definitely be expectations. So I, I don't want to take away from JSN, but in general, that's what I'm talking about. Like guys that are just doing what they're good at. And then they just, they just don't want to do it. I mean, it's, Corey, just real quick. Let me ask you a question. If you had to guess how many running backs uh, did the agility testing, the three cone, <laughs> the, you know, how, how many would you think did it? Yeah. See, so I know this question, so it's not really fair because I was looking at the times like literally right before we did this show and only two of them did. There was only two people who did two agility drills. That was Evan Hall and Sir Thompson and good for Sir Thompson for, for taking part in everything, taking full advantage of the situation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's trying to, he's trying to get the paycheck. I mean, he, he knows he's not one of the top tier guys, but yeah. So the combine for me is, it's just similar to the, to the senior bowl where I think it's really big for these day three guys, these guys that are like UDFA grades and they want to, move up from a seventh rounder to like a fifth rounder. You know, I, I don't think teams are shuffling the top of their board more than maybe, you know, one or two spots for some guys. Like, you know, they're moving down Addison and they're moving up JSN one spot above Quinn Johnson. But I think this shuffles the back end. Like these guys that are, other you know, positional rank 20 plus on their board, they'll be like, oh, you know, I'll take that super athletic uh, guy from, what was it, Northwest? It was some random school where some guy just absolutely killed it for a line. Yeah, to- was it Tulsa Silo yeah, something? Yeah, generic Prince you're talking about or no? No, nah, I was talking about one of the linemen. But oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it was one of the linemen that killed it, and it's just like, yeah, sure. I'm sure that guy who was probably not even looked at now just got himself probably fifth, fourth round draft capital at best, which is you know hats hats off to him. But it, it does seem a little useless, maybe shuffling the, of the back end ranks, and especially when guys just sitting out stuff. You know, it's player loyalty. Like these guys don't want Sean Tucker. 
didn't do he just showed up weighed in said all right done that's yeah. it see you guys later i'm gonna go drink a beer you know <laughs> like like that's <laughs> that's it like i so it's i do think it's starting to get ridiculous and a little bit outdated um yeah Corey, do you do you think do you think the combine should should go away do you think it's dying I don't know if it's dying. I think there's so much else that comes with the combine that will make it never die. I mean, regardless of what we even think of, like how much value you get from the testing, you're still talking about the amount of money the NFL makes, the amount of money the city makes. Um, then you even get teams that are over there talking, whether it's with trades, guys who are going to maybe become free agents. You're talking about deals. You just talk about whatever. And then there's the interviews for the guys, which I think is a big deal. I mean, uh, it's all in one place. So you don't have to chase these guys down, set up private interviews, set up things like that. You get those talking points. I think those are three big things that are really going to make sure that the combine doesn't go away anytime soon. I do. I do want to quote from an article here. Cause I, I did hear some rumors about it, but I, I did want to quote the, uh, NFL PA executive director, uh, DeMaurice Smith. Uh, he said on when, on, this is like February, by the way, that the annual NFL scouting combine should be done away with calling it an intrusive experience for aspiring players. I, I know he like comped it to like the slave auction and, and talking about how they look too far into a player's uh, medicals and how intrusive it is. I, I don't know about um, how int- I joined the military. Okay. I had, I had a lot of medical testing done to me. And over the years, I really didn't really mind it too much because <laughs> I'm trying to get a paycheck out of it. I mean, these kids are getting paid millions of dollars. Um, and I think I think teams that want to invest in a player have the right to ask some questions. And these kids don't have to answer if they don't want to. If they don't want to, they don't have to do it. I think I think the combine's optional. If you really do feel like it's intrusive, that's fine. Just don't go. That's okay. Like I don't I don't know if it's a negative, but like you know, it's fine. So I I, I do think. I think like the athletic portion, I think is starting to get a little silly. Um, I do think on field athletics matters more. Uh, I just kind of complained about the RAS score back in the day. If you look at like Drew Brees run the 40 dude, he's wearing like a baggy t-shirt. Like he's going to it. An <laughs> yeah. You know, and now we got full on track suits, you know, uh, dudes aren't. Yeah. I, I care more about their on field athletics. A lot of stuff is confirming what we see on the field, but I, I, I do care a little bit less. I definitely think the medical questions again are important. Teams want to know like, Kayshawn Boutte, what's up with that? What's up with that ankle, man? Because he had a really poor combine. Like, yeah. you probably want to let him know, like, I'm not, I'm not 100. You know, maybe I'm close to it, but I'm not 100. And and uh, interviews too. You want to know the mental stuff. I remember last year, uh, the cornerback from from Florida, Kair Elam, like, dude showed up and had his playbook, and he said, "This is my playbook. This is the notes I take." I mean, I remember seeing clips from his interview, and I was like, "That's textbook." I mean, this guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm clapping. Behind my team, I'm, I'm that person on the plane ride that claps their hands when we land. Like I'm like, this guy's killing it. This guy's great. So I, I, I think those two portions are important, but I, I, I don't think the actual athletic testing is holding as much weight with players just not participating. All right, let's let's get into let's get into uh, just just the top five forties in case you guys don't pay attention uh, that closely, <laughs> or you're just busy. You know, some people have kids. I don't have kids. <laughs> uh, the top five running back 40s were no surprise here. Devin Achain, 4-3-2. Jameer Gibbs, 4-3-6. Keaton Mitchell, the ECU Pirates uh, running back, 4-3-7. This one's a surprise. Derek Prince, uh, 4-4-1. Did I say that? It's not Derek. Is, is, is Deneric. Den- Deneric. Thank you. Deneric yeah. Prince, 4-4-1, two-lane running back. Uh, you had Chase Brown, 4-4-3. And then Bijan came in at the 4-4-6. Uh, that, that was going to be RB6 there. So added one there. Top five wide receivers here. Trey Palmer came at the fastest we mentioned earlier, 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. Darius Davis, TCU. 
436. You had Matt Landers. We will talk about him shortly from Arkansas, 437. Uh, Bryce Ford Whedon from WVU, 438. Marvin Mims, 438 as well. And then Hyatt at 44. We will be talking about most of these guys. All right. And, and you guys, you know, we spoiled you guys last week. <laughs> you know how we love to treat our listeners right. We will be talking about tight ends here. Get your notepads out. We'll never say these names ever again. Uh, top five uh, tight end 40s. We got Will Mallory at 454. Zach Kuntz. Please don't mispronounce that. That's inappropriate. At 455, <laughs> we got Sam Laporta. Can't wait for him to make his own IPA line when he's older. 459, Luke Musgrave, uh, related to Elon Musk, maybe. Uh, 461, and then you got Schoonmaker, 46. These are some pretty good IPA names. Schoonmaker at 463, and then uh, Darnell Washington at 464, at tight end six. Corey, it's time to talk stock up. Who killed the, Who killed their combine performance? Who do we think made a little bit of cash this week? Why don't you start off with the name real quick? Uh, yeah, I think we can at least knock out probably the t- t- two biggest winners, I think, from this thing, um, which I'm sure you've heard of unless you've been living under a rock. But uh, uh, Anthony Richardson obviously uh, hit the record for vertical uh, for a quarterback, 40.5 inches, uh, hit the record for, um, what was the other one that he hit the record for? Was it broad? 10.9, I think, 10 foot nine. And then uh, 4.4340, which was uh, the second since like year 2005, I believe, only to like RG3. So he was pretty much a freak. He pretty much tested like the Calvin Johnson's quarterbacks, pretty much what we expected. Um, if you've been listening to anybody doing a Debbie podcast or Debbie show or Debbie article for the past like six years, he's a freak and he tested like one. It's not really our concern when we're talking about Anthony Richardson. And the other guy who was the big winner was um, Jackson Smith and Jigba for Ohio State. He didn't do the 40, which a lot of people wanted to see, but came in at a great size. Um, and tested elite, elite agility numbers. Uh, hit 6.573 cone and 3.93 shuttle time. Both have been top 10 numbers out of the position since 2005. So he answered a lot of athletic questions, even without doing that 40-yard dash. Yeah, so uh, Richardson has been comped to Cam Newton this whole year by me, by many, by Felix Sharp. Let's just go ahead and give it to Felix Sharp. So I say he's mocked and ridiculed on this show, about the show, on the <laughs> show, whatever. Uh he, he's been we've, we've known he's he's a great athlete and just seeing these numbers of him actually beating cam newton was kind of a surprise but uh yeah he's an athletic freak i really do think that a team that wants to blow up the offense and build around him maybe they don't even have that good of an offense uh i think i think we can have a similar you know lamar jackson jalen hurts type of offense coming up so i, I really do love that for him uh i do want to say this Corey. Uh, i'm really enjoying uh, that we, I'm gonna jinx it. I'm enjoying that we skipped big throw week. You know what I'm saying? When when they had the pro day and the, all the all the quarterbacks throw one deep ball and everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, stud. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I've enjoyed that not happening. I, maybe I'm just too. Anderson has some good deep throws there. Uh, JSN, uh, great great agility. We already knew that. Didn't participate in half the drill. So again, I think it's silly to call him an elite athlete. Can we see it? whatever? Yeah. I think he beat expectations. So those guys definitely out of the park. Uh, Chase Brown. Chase Brown was, in my opinion, in anyone's opinion that looked at the Senior Bowl objectively, was a big loser during the Senior Bowl. Uh, couldn't couldn't block. Even his pass catching came in underwhelming. Uh, he blew up a quarterback on a goal line play on a drill where they're not allowed to hit. So that was kind of uh, 
<laughs> terrible of him. But he killed the athletic testing. I really do think – I think he was kind of a slight stock down at the Senior Bowl, and I think he made, made it back up at the Combine here. Um, yeah. Corey, who's your next one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just speaking on Chase Brown, I thought it was a pretty impressive day for him. Um, I had questions if he was going to hit these benchmarks because if anybody reads the freak list that Dane Brugler puts out every year, he was actually on it with some of these numbers. I think it was only a four five forty, but uh, it was said to have the forty inch vert, said to have the good broad. I was skeptical that he was actually going to hit those numbers, but he did. Forty inch vert, ten ten foot seven broad, four point four three forty, which I think was probably the biggest. Biggest uh, surprise, I think. Th- those testing numbers put him on similar wavelength, wavelengths as Brees Hall, um, Rashad White, and even puts him in the company of Bijan as well. So, I mean, his athletic testing is pretty up there. I still have questions about some of his tape. Um, you know, I think it, it, some of the play strength, at least on some of the tape. And then I'm surprised to see him hit 25 reps on the bench. So <laughs> he has that play strength in him. I don't know if it always showed up anyways, but I honestly think he might have locked in a dig too. Uh, Propaganda. Propaganda. I do. I do. I really think he might have locked it in, especially with some of the guys not testing, like Tucker, like Evans, who might have chances of falling out. Maybe he's a late day three guy for somebody looking for running back. But yeah, I don't know. He's my RB10 right now after like moving, shuffling guys a little bit, a little bit right now. So he's my RB10 right now. Yeah, he's he's outside my 14. I know that. So Oh, that low on him, eh? Yeah, I just, I really, I thought his footwork was pretty bad. And I think, I think he's soft. Yeah. I think Seeing he's a fine pass catching back. Yeah. I do agree a little bit with the softness. I like, I wish I saw more power for him. There's times like yeah. he's like getting goal line plunges and not even getting like a freaking foot of distance. And I was like, what the hell? and plus you saw him in person, up close in person. So maybe that's changing your perspective a little bit or whatever, but yeah, I do think bad. he does some things. Well, he was, he was free for pass pro. I mean, if linebackers needed a confidence boost, they can just line up. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was bad. Yeah, okay. So I'll be mean, I'll, I'll take your word, your word for it, I guess. But, right. uh, <laughs> I'm going to head on over to a guy that, I'm lower on the consensus, uh, and still am. <laughs> I'm going over to Zay Flowers. I was surprised by his combine performance. 4-4-2-40. I thought he was more of a quick than fast guy. Uh, mm-hmm. That was great. I mean, there, it really was. So um, he's somebody that I thought – no, I still think this, actually. I still think he's a he's a, he's a a third-rounder, early third-rounder, maybe back of the second common role. But I, I thought athletically testing, though, I thought he he definitely beat my expectations of what I thought he was going to do. Um so say flowers. Yeah, I don't think that he's gonna be a day three selection. I think he's almost gonna be a lock for day two. This guy's in first round, but he's probably a, a no no wait wait third, early third round two. third round. Did I say day three, third round? I mean a third round. Yeah, I think he's probably yeah. around two. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I don't think he's gonna reach mm. the third round. I'd be surprised if he does. I really I really would. Um this testing, what I thought was interesting, because I'm looking at some of it. Um, one of the comps that I've been running with for Zay Flowers has been uh, uh Tyler Lockett. Their combines are almost identical. Came into the combine at the same height, the same weight, ran a 40 within two tenths of a second of each other, same exact verticals, nearly identical splits. I mean, the comparison basically wrote itself on the athletic testing. So, I mean, there's a little bit of Tyler Lockett there. You know, he didn't hit the 4-3 number that he was hoping he was going to hit. Did hit the 4-4-2, like you were saying. Super fast guy. I think he's locked into a round two selection. Maybe even early round two selection. He is my wide receiver six as of right now. I'm just gonna let that sink in. I'm just gonna let that... <laughs> you know I've liked Zay for a while. He was 
near he was at my wide receiver eight i think at some point uh earlier in the offseason i've moved him up to nine six now because so, i'm bumping some guys down some of the guys yeah that yeah, into, it's, but yeah it's addition by subtraction but yeah it I is thought, it is some of it yeah. i thought we were a little more on on uh the same wavelength though what is going to be at the next level so i guess maybe that changed i don't with know this Tyler, with this if he Tyler can if, if he if he can be that i don't know like what would you call tyler lockett uh like a wide receiver one or would you call him a complimentary wide receiver I think he was a one for a few, a few, a few years there before DK yeah, showed like up. I, I'm pretty sure he was. Like I could, I, I, I could, you see know, Brandon Cooks. You know, like he goes deep. It's got a quarterback that wants to sling it. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't, I think that's a little bit high for me. But yeah, I do think yes. Lockett was like one of those, like Lockett was one of those specialists that were like top tier in his game that he could have, you know, done good. You know, he has a like a singular skill set, not singular, yeah. but you know, what I'm saying he's not, he's not. You, he, you know, not. he was pretty raw that coming into uh, our Lockett when he came into the league. A lot of people were high on his athleticism too, but um, I don't know. You're you're also talking about there's going to be baked in draft capital here. I know you're calling him a third rounder, but everything that we see tells us like he's even getting mocked in the back of the first round and then early second round. So I mean, like there's going to yeah, be opportunity I, there. I remember Dwayne Eskridge getting first round draft capital and. Yeah, and, first and round. Malik Willis being a well, he was rumored to be a first round pick by some, by many. That's fair. We'll many, see. We'll see what happens. That's fair. We'll see. That's we'll fair. see. Yeah, yeah. He's in a range um, where he he can move up or down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm so gonna can, go into my wide receiver six here right now. I'm talking about Cedric yeah, okay. Tillman. I love he it. Came, I love it. Took care of business. Did what was advertised. Well, actually, no, because people weren't advertising. It's just, I feel like it's just a handful of people. But he's. I think he's one of the better alphas. I mean, clearly, if a team needs an alpha X, Y, receiver, predictable X, he's probably the best number two pick there. I mean, clear cut number two alpha. So mm-hmm. I, I do. I still think he's a second rounder. I someone's got to take him there for sure. Uh, so I, I no. like him there. Oh, go on. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say, like, I agree with you 100. percent I do think, I, like, and he tested exactly like what we were talking about. We talked about it a little bit last show, and like, he gave us numbers we like: 37 inch for 10 foot eight broad. So there's some explosion there, and there's some explosion that you see on tape as well there from him. He's a four five five forty, which was exactly the range you had him pinned for, I believe. I think I said four five two because we were being picky about it, yeah, but still, over. like, yeah, right around the spot that we were thinking about. And like, I don't know, he's been projected again. This guy is like a day two. He's had a day two grade since the like the beginning of this season and it hasn't moved regardless of how much he hasn't played or whatever like he's still being projected there like if you go to like mock draft database and shit like that so it's like if he's still holding it with that and now he comes here and shows that he still has his athleticism like i don't understand how he's not going to be a day two pick to be honest with you. he's but, just he's just being see. forgotten because he hasn't played it's recency bias he just don't yeah. still mock drafting because he's not like the fun hot name sexy name we talk about Let's let's go into another another sexy name to talk about here. Let's talk about Bryce Ford Whedon. Uh, similar to Yoshivas, I think he was like a top five Raz score this year. Uh, WVU wide receiver had his best season this year. I think it was like f- something like sixty for six hundred seventy five yards. Yeah. Um, had like two hundred yard games. No, he started off with like one fifty, then ninety, and then just disappeared. Uh, or, or got JT Daniel. So. Bryce Ford Whedon was a stock up. I, again, one of those guys I don't think is a uh, – he's definitely not a day two guy for me. But, sure, I think I could see a team taking him, like, back a day three. They're going to develop him. Maybe they want him to be a jump ball red zone threat, get him in there some for some specialized packages. But I'm not really going to be starting him on my rosters on Sundays probably. 
No, and this was a guy that we knew had like some freaky numbers as well. Like if you go look at like his old recruiting numbers, this guy was like jumping 40 inches. He was running, I think he was like a four five back in that time. He wasn't exactly hitting these four three eight numbers, but he like had like the highest spark score, I want to say, at one of those uh, recruitment camps. Can't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure he was right up there. The biggest thing with him is has always been catching the damn ball. He drops the ball all the damn time. And uh, you even saw it, I think, this year a couple of times. He dropped some easy passes thrown right to him. That's maybe why he's fallen out of favor a couple of times over there too um with, with that crazy athletic testing and then even another guy who's maybe lacked a little bit in the production thing that we can throw in with this kind of group here is matt landers the guy going to arkansas both tested really well here um maybe sparked having to go back and maybe kind of look at some of their tape and see if there's anything here uh landers a guy who's really bounced around the league went g5 hopped into uh back into p5 and led arkansas in wide receiver uh in, in receiving this year but Still not a guy that's really had a, got a lot of production to their name. These guys are just seem like athletic freaks and maybe guys that we might have to go back to the tape and look on, but they definitely won some money here at the combine. I mean, yeah, when you're going to go to the XFL, USFL, I mean, yeah, they won some money. Uh, this this was a surprising one. I really do uh, was very surprised about this one. I think both of us actually. Marvin Mims, Oklahoma yeah. University wide receiver. I thought he was – he's a stretch slot wide receiver for me. I don't think it was overly athletic. I really didn't see much separation on his tape. Uh, I thought he could hit off his routes really well. But, like, elite ball tracking, great hands. I just didn't think it's an NFL skill set. Uh, so, him running, what was it, like a 4-3-8? Is that what he ran, Corey? Yeah. Yeah, super. Like, I was super surprised by it. I agree with you that you nailed it, that I didn't see, like, a ton of separation on tape. And not that yeah. this speed tells us. Like, it's really it, – it was it's a weird skill set. I did not think he was going to hit this, but he has to be a winner from here. I did. I did hear whispers on campus that uh, when he went met the draft advisory board, he did not appreciate the grade they gave him. Uh, I do think this obviously helps his case out. Maybe gets third round draft capital. I think he's nothing more than a role player at the next level. Uh, but yeah. I definitely think I definitely think his draft stock definitely moved up a round or two for sure. This performance. Uh, what do you think? You think? Where do you, where do you have him? Do you have him in top fifteen? Marvin Mims? No, he will. Yeah. I'll be honest, before this, like, oh, you know what? Filibuster for a bit. I'll pull up my sheet. I move my guys around. <laughs> hold on. Hold on here okay. for a second. Go on uh, to the next guy. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, Zach, uh, dude, we are just we are just spoiling people. We, we even got an audience member for the first time. He's gone. <laughs> okay. We were spoiling the crowd this time. Uh, we're talking about Zach Koontz, tight end uh, from Old, no, Old, Old Dominion? Yeah, Old Dominion. Yeah, Old Sorry, Dominion. I want really want. I don't. I don't. He's super athletic. I really want to say he was a part of our freaks list uh, here at Campus Ken in the off season. It was kind of disappointing production wise, uh, but did it disappoint com- combine night. Obviously, he killed it as far as um, athleticism goes. I do think as far as draft capital goes for tight ends, athleticism matters the most. Um, last year we saw what was his name from Virginia? That was I can't remember his name. What was his name from Virginia? Jelani Woods? Yes, Jelani Woods, who looks suit. Dude, I go to pull up his like. Just watch some highlights. Watch his watch some highlights from Jelani Woods <laughs> from his college days. I've never seen someone look more goofy running around out there. He's like a got, big lumbering got, guy. Like he's just like if there if there is one guy who fits the lumber definition in the in the in the dictionary, it's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and he got third round draft capital. So I, I don't want to count Zach Koontz out as far as getting that draft capital because of because of his performance at the combine, but uh. <laughs> But I, I, I think I think maybe he did. But he's he's definitely I think he's a six year senior too, so he's a little bit older too. And tight ends take too long to develop, in my opinion. Did you find your Marvin Mims? 
I do. He's at wide receiver 11 right now from the recent moves oh, that okay. I've made. Yeah. Nice, so I gave him nice. a little bit of love for the combine. I gave him a little bit of love. I think he's going to maybe see some draft capital, but I haven't moved him up too much. I don't think so. He was somewhere yeah. in like that 13 range or something like that. So that was pretty good. Uh, Zach Kunta that you were just talking about as well. He was a guy on our team's freak list, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I said that. I said that. I said oh, did you? Okay. Sorry. I was looking for my thing. So yeah. Okay. So little props to them there. They know what's going on there. So yeah, very, very, um, impressive combine highest draft score um he will make some team very happy but not a guy that i've looked at a lot because i don't like tight end so let's go on to the next guy here that we want to talk yeah. about in jonathan mingo a guy that you've been pretty excited uh been talking about so i'll let you uh wax poetic here about your guy yeah okay so mingo mingo has been a story of of post hype as far as like cdc goes probably for like three years in a row he just can't stay healthy uh this was his first full season even last year he yeah. had maybe five games played then there's the COVID season where he, I think he played most of that season, like nine. But for the most part, he's been disappointing. Uh, so gets a senior bowl invite. I don't really, I'm not really caring too much. Comes in at six foot one, 225. Love the size. I want to say, if you look at old school comps, his comp was Devo Samuel. I'm not really sure if I see that, but again, that, mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit more exciting. He goes to the senior bowl. He says he wants to show a full route He does exactly that. And for a guy that's 225 pounds, he's got some quick feet. I mean, he can separate through route running, head fakes, and everything. He does the full thing, and then he also wins physically too. Like he he can get he can he can win physically. He demonstrated a full skill set, and out of everyone that's like deep that we could be a first style piece, like who's your sleeper in the draft? It's it's Mingo for me. I think he with this combine performance. What was his forty time? Like four four six? Yeah, yeah, four four six. I believe four yeah. four four six at at six foot one, two hundred twenty five pounds. I mean, that dude is moving. He's he's almost as fast as guys. Yeah. He's faster than guys that were like 40, 30 pounds lighter than him. So Mingo to me is he's on the radar. I do think he's going to be a third rounder. And I'm not really comfortable saying he's a second rounder, but I, I think he got draft capital. Worst case scenario, I think he's a uh, like a wide receiver three, four for a team. Uh, but I, I do think he can be like a high end one or two. I, that's kind of an outside shot. I'm going to say that's an outside shot, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm officially for the first time ever on team Mingo after being a pretty vocal hater, I think early on. <laughs> Yeah, you're usually pretty quick to hop off guys without when they're not showing the production. But yes, he was a little bit of a Debbie yeah. Darling for a long time, a guy who has the size, a guy who has the speed that we felt like we had seen on tape that we knew. But he just was the story of never fully seeing it. A guy who barely played over like eight games in any of his seasons besides last season, finally got to play. Um, I think he was second on the team in receiving. I know you've called him a leader a bunch of times, but you need to go look because it was Malik Heath. Uh, just by a few, yeah. I think maybe the bowl game put him over, but Jonathan Mingo uh, did lead them in the regular season, I believe so. Um, but still, finally, a guy who kind of showed up and still showed that he had the athletic prowess that we thought he had here. So, yeah, you're buying into a guy that has those traits. He could be an X for a team with that size and that speed and stuff like that. It's just all the other stuff we're kind of unsure of because we have we've been unable to see it. Right. You know, so we're going to just have to kind of see what happens with him in the draft. But he's he's definitely got to be a guy who's rising because of how it, we tested. We've got to see him in burst. I like 200 yard receiving time against against Vandy. Three uh, another 100 yard time against like Central Arkansas. He he beats yeah. up on poor competition, and I I, I kind of want to throw it at the feet of the quarterback a little bit, but I feel like it'd be a little bit unfair. I think I'm just being biased at that point. But he does have some disappearing acts. He just disappears. I have no idea why. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, yeah, he he has some yeah. disappearing acts, but he has flashed a complete a complete, complete skill set. He's flashed it. So Yeah, I've kind of done like a little bit of a 180 on Jackson Dart a little bit too, like where I liked him a little bit last year. And then uh, this past season that just happened, it's just like, oh, he kind of threw me off when I was watching him. And maybe it was him 
that was that was the issue a lot of the time more than the receivers but um hopefully you can see a little bit of a big bounce yeah. back from him another i think of him against troy and i feel bad because troy actually had a phenomenal defense all year but when he struggled early against troy i was like yeah this guy's toast but another guy who was kind of a big winner at this combine, um, a guy that I was kind of a little bit high on. I think you guys even when we did our mock draft with Colin and uh, you guys both got on me a little bit for drafting him in the second round. But that's fine because I think he showed out pretty well here at the at the, uh, the combine. And that's Rashi Rice from SMU. Um, 4.5140 time. Um which wasn't super fast, which is kind of somewhere where I expected, but really what tested really well in the explosion acceleration drills. Um, he had a 1.49 10 uh, second 10 yard split, which probably means nothing to you without knowing the rest, but that was third in the class among everybody. And the only guys around him are other small guys. So this guy has got some pretty good burst uh, uh, coming out of him right now at that size, 41 inch vert as well. And a 10 foot eight broad. Pretty impressive number. So he's got that juice that you kind of like to see. He did some nice things for SMU this year as well. Played in the slot, played outside, um, showed some good hands playing in contested catch situations, um, very physical as well. So I think he was a big winner here. And for people who are high on him, um, like we were seeing him high in some of those mock drafts already, I think he might have kind of like confirmed his position in those drafts. I think he's a day two talent. Yeah, I, I've always thought it was day two talent. I, I know – there was a weird cult that had him as around one talent. That's kind of weird. And then the senior bowl happened, <laughs> and everyone like yeah. was disappointed. I think he's more of a zone eater, and the senior bowl is more like one v ones and singular skill set. So I, I don't think that's really his his uh, style. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I I think he's, I think you nailed it. I think I'm there with you there. Uh, I'm gonna go on to, uh, oh, man, we are we are spoiling people. We are just spoiling people today. Let's, <laughs> no. let's go on to no to another tight end. Oh no. <laughs> Let's go on to Sam Laporta, uh, Iowa, Iowa, which is, you know, RB. I, I think they're losing the RBU title to Georgia lately. But anyway, yeah. Iowa tight end Sam Laporta. I didn't think he was this athletic. I, I, I think he really killed it. As far as the talent goes, I thought he was pretty, pretty mediocre. You know, I thought he was maybe you know, a day, a day three guy. I don't, I didn't really expect much out of him, but to have like as fast as he ran like a two, a two, a two six, one, that's really fast for a tight end. So, I do like Sam Laporta. I, I thought this was a pretty surprising 40. So I, I think he um, bumped up his stock a little bit. I'm not really sure if I'm going to say he's a day two guy, but I, I think he he moved up. Yeah, he tested pretty well. Um, this is a guy I actually wrote about last offseason in an article in C2C that could maybe be a riser, but then Iowa was just pitiful on offense aside from like – Caleb Johnson over there and, and their running game that really and their defense I guess that really only like freaking scored points like didn't they have that crazy game where like there was no offensive touchdowns and like they still ended up winning or something yeah like they were just yeah. abysmal on offense but Laporta was like the one guy that they had on off they would split him a wide they would put him in line they would put him out so he is a pretty versatile guy that maybe could see some kind of some of that movement on the NFL. It's nice to see that he has his athleticism, that maybe he's more of a receiving threat, like on the next level as well. And that we might've maybe not thought he was watching him in college. So uh, yeah, I think he's a big winner from this combine and probably, I think he was like in, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel Jeremiah's like top 50 or or Dane Brugler's top 100. I think he had like four tight ends in there and Laporta was like one of them, which I was like pretty surprised at, but yeah, he's got some love out there. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Let's, transition over to um the dark side let's oh, talk yeah. about disappointments let's talk about disappointments um these are just heartbreakers i'll start off yeah take the I'm easy talk- one <laughs> but how which one's that <laughs> yeah they're going uh, right at the top that's the easiest one he's the biggest disappointment for sure yeah let's talk about Keishan butte Keishan butte 
Um, we've been touting him a lot. I, I feel like I was one of the last heavy supporters of him. I, I definitely had him solidify my top three up and up until the combine. Um, he shows up, weighs in, fine weighing. I don't really care about that. He was like 195. I said 205. 195 is fine. Um, mm. 4, 5, 40, which was fine. And then his like vertical was 29. And then his, like, I, I can't remember the other one was. He had two very disappointing uh, testing numbers that show that he really wasn't explosive. And there is speculation because in college, they don't have to report injuries. They'll find out during the, the interviews, but they don't have to report their injuries. So we are speculating here that uh, I feel like we confirmed that it is going to be an, it's an Achilles injury from his game last year. And he'll be one and a half years removed from the Achilles injury. The fact that he played was great, but I think it's clear that the athleticism is not there. He's a shell of what he was. This is the type of injury that does take time to come back from. I, I, Emmanuel Sanders did it. I can't remember his time frame, but I do want to say it's like a two-year bounce-back thing. So I, this is a player that I'm 100% going to let the NFL tell me what they think about him, and I'm just going to plug him right where they think think about him. I, so it's if a team really believes in him, they don't think they think he's still recovering from his injury, and they think that he can be who he is. I think he'll go second round. Uh, if he goes third round, I'm probably pretty disinterested. I think I am. So. Corey, yeah, what do you think uh, about Keishon Butte? It's just disappointing across the board. I, I was really holding out hope for these guys, and it's he's making it hard to. He really is. And and like he's and we've talked about it a couple times where I think that there was still something bugging him throughout the season. I saw him get up and limp a couple of times. I saw him get up kind of hobbled sometimes, look a little bit frustrated, look a little bit pissed off. Maybe he's still dealing with something, and maybe to your credit and some of the rumors out there that it is an Achilles injury. Some guys don't ever reach back to who they were prior to that injury. It's possible that he might not ever be the same guy anymore. There's some risk here that I'm, I'm absolutely taking. I was hoping that he was going to come here and at least show that he still had that athleticism, maybe just whatever the year didn't work out for him. Didn't mesh well in the new system, didn't whatever, but then he goes and tests like this. I mean, and even a second 40, which is, which is really, I understand you, you still tested the one time fast. You're going to, that's kind of the time everybody's going to use. But then his other one was like four, six, seven or four, six, five or something like, I don't know. Maybe he just had good technique. One run is he really more of a four, six player. And then the 29.5 inch for only four wide receivers since 2005 have been drafted with a sub 30 inch for on day two. The only one of note in that whole list is actually another LSU guy by the name of Jarvis Landry. So is that what we're looking at now for Keishon Butte? I don't know. Is that the type of player, a slot type, more possession wide receiver than we thought originally? The kind of think, uh, separation he at the next level. So I'm officially taking the plunge here and starting to lower him. He's already at my wide receiver five, and I have trouble with the guys after him. Maybe even wanting him, maybe even wanting those guys after him more than him. He's going to be a tough pick for me to make. I want to hold out hope, but he's going to be a tough pick for me to make. Yeah, the wide receiver one debate I think is now well, it's now between uh, Quentin Johnson and and JSN. Uh, yeah. Boosie is definitely out of the race for me. We're going to talk about the other guy here pretty soon, but I, I. Fire his agent. Fire whoever told him to go do that testing. I mean, there's guys not doing this testing. Yeah, he it's just, true. If he knew he was going to hit a sub thirty vert, like he should have just avoided that. Like, why even? And, yeah, and, and now, and now I'm like, question: Did you even have a trainer? Is this a work ethic thing where he's not working in the off season? Because there's no way. Like, did he just show up and was like, I'm just going to do it? Like, he just came from like Whataburger outside and was like, Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to yeah. go do it. I can't believe this testing this is disappointing even afterwards though i don't know if you saw his like quote afterwards but they asked him about i can't remember what the question was but his response was saying that he still thinks he's he's the best receiver in this draft class he's unguardable and i yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know dude. after that testing yeah. i don't know dude 
let's, it's, let's it's, it's that it's that mixed with the the past season with the easy drops he was making with yeah. the, with him not looking disinterested everything that all put together is now painting a very red flag that it's just it's tough to it's tough to get past so i understand when people are going to be avoiding him yeah i think in rookie drafts i think maybe i pull the trigger in the early second i, I don't think i could do it in the first anymore and we'll see what happens in no, nfl no. draft obviously but i'm just trying to think yeah. in my head plan ahead my updated rookie rankings like that we're going to be doing on the site he's ranked as my right now and went and like i said i might drop him further but he's at 17 okay so he's, i think i have my so that's like a mid second or whatever yeah yeah I, I updated it last night uh let's get on to um i'm gonna skip down the list a little bit here i'm actually gonna talk about jordan addison the other yeah. wide receiver uh comes in at what six foot 177 173 173 yeah 173 comes in and runs and a four five size. five yeah four five five you can't you can't be that skinny and run a four five five and and be in wide zero one conversation and, and he wasn't a speedster we didn't think he was. I, I thought he was going to be faster than that. I think during the betting thing, I definitely took, I lost that one. That's for sure. Yeah. What was the line? Yeah. Like four, four, four. He anyway, had a low so, line. Yeah. It was a low line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so he was disappointing. Uh, like, I think, I think I saw he was a one percentile speed score. Like one percent. Like that's. Yeah. So it I, was, it, it was low. Yeah. It's not a part of his game. And again, I don't, I hate, I hate getting sucked into all season stuff and come next week. I'll probably, I'll probably call this dumb and how fake it is. And, you, you heard me at the start of the podcast talking about how dumb this stuff is. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I think that ruined, I think he lost some money, but I lost some money. I think he goes from like, you know, pick 10 to like pick 20, you know? So Addison was a loser for me. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's fair. I think it wasn't a bad day overall. I, for what it's worth, that four five, five was corrected to a four, four, nine. So he did hit below four five, which okay, is yeah. kind of nice to see, but, but 173 pounds, very disappointing. 34 inch vert. Nah, it's whatever. It's, it's fine. 10 foot too broad. Nah, it's, it's fine. So it wasn't a bad day like overall, but he just didn't stand out anywhere, which is like kind of in the theme that I've gotten from him, like his entire career looking at him. I just haven't seen wide receiver one. When I've looked at him, I've seen a good player, someone who it can be a really good wide receiver two on the team maybe, but I just don't know if he's elite at any one thing. I don't know if I see that from him. Um, the testing was, go ahead what, what was Devonta smith's 40 time because that's that's like his what his con his body comp that i actually can't remember 448 uh, oh we're four, good he's a Devonta Smith's a 448 okay so it's, it's close to see it's we're close. overreacting over nothing we're overreacting and you know what i'm gonna spin this positively now because he's gonna be drafted later he'll go to a better team with a better quarterback and a better offense Whatever. This is stock up. Stock up. Never mind. This is he's still he's still my wide receiver four, to be honest. I think he I think he's gonna be a good addition to an NFL team. I just oh, don't I know if up. I saw like X wide receiver. I moved him up to the three, actually. Did you, by subtraction. Right? Addition by yeah. subtraction on this one. Yeah, so. so yeah. For what it's worth, his testing puts him on a scale of guys like DD Westbrook. Who was a high, a pretty high pick out of Oklahoma? I think second round pick, uh, Marcus uh, Stevenson. No, he? he had he had legal issues. I think he was like a fourth rounder. He had legal oh, did he fall? Okay, yeah, I think he was at one point and looked at pretty high. Yeah, yeah, because he was a Lindekoff winner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also this also puts him kind of close to Nathaniel Dell, who is a little bit smaller than him, obviously. Like that was probably a worse look for Nathaniel Dell, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was it was a little bit disappointing, but I don't think it was it was necessarily bad. I don't. I mean, I'm still fine with him. Why is I think the tape shows exactly what we need to see with him. Yeah. All right. Let's get back on the list, though. Let's talk about Zach Evans, who only showed up for the weigh-in. I, I haven't, I haven't been such a staunch defender of Zach Evans, and then, and then he's like, "No, I'm not going to do the combine testing." 
I mean, help me out. Help me out. Please help me. <laughs> help me as a fan. And then he shows up five foot two, two oh two. And I, during our player profile, I said that he has a violence. I've been pretty consistent. I think he's super physical and violent yes. as a runner uh, at the contact point. And doing that at, 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 at 202 pounds, that's got to be the most violent 200-pound runner I've ever seen in my entire life. I feel very confident in this statement. So I, I'm a little bit more impressed from that fact. But at the second part, I'm like, I still need that. I need you to hit that threshold, man. I need you at that threshold. And I don't know now if I'm like saying that maybe this is all-season weight and it's not his playing weight. I'm going to be spinning narratives in my head until now I see the draft and I see where he goes and I can see like what the team situation is, but this has been disappointing. I hope, I hope he killed the interview process. I have no idea. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, I don't have much to add here. The way in is just because that's all we have to really look at from the combine is, is the way in. But like you said, a guy who chooses violence all the time, there was, there's some people that like to nitpick his vision a little bit. And then, you know, what Mike was kind of saying was that there's a lot of times he just lowers his head and chooses violence instead of trying to like dance or cut around somebody or whatever. And it works for him at this level. But I think looking at this frame, I worry that if this is going to work for him the same way it does at the next level. So that part of it does worry it worry me a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm surprised. I thought he was going to be at least over 210 pounds, and he's 5'11". That's not short either. It's not like his BMI is very good at, at this kind of slender weight. He's, he doesn't look this slender either. I don't know. It's really weird. I really hope that it's kind of like some offseason weight or whatever. I'm, so I'm in, I'm in denial. I'm in, I'm going to literally go watch him, go back and watch his film, and decide if I think he's 202 or 210. Yeah, I'm just, it's I'm in such denial. It's weird. Have you moved him at all? Yeah, I moved him down to five, I think. That's just because yeah, there's other guys with red flags in their profile. And I'm like, if his red flag is weight, I think that's more credible than some of these other guys. Go ahead and give us the next one because this is this is another guy. Yeah, I mean, our next guy on our list, four guys who disappointed us a bit, is, is Tank Bigsby at Auburn there. I mean, he, he really tested just kind of like a very average athlete, too poor athlete, really. We're talking about three, three 2.5 inch broad. Um, nine foot 11 inch vert or nine foot 11 vert which is pretty freaking bad too um 4.5640 yard dash which is just fairly average nothing sticks out about this so this pretty much paints a picture of kind of like just a very average athletically rb his comps at this thing at, at what he tested as well joshua kelly uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Sony Michelle are some of his closest athletic comparisons when you're looking at his weight and how he tested here so um I've been kind of worried silently for a while that this has kind of been the Isaiah Spiller of this class. I know it's something that me and you have talked about a couple times as well. Um, he was already falling down my rankings. He was at RB7. He's still at RB7 for what it's worth. I don't know if I'm going to move him. I, I got to take maybe a look at that. But um, he just never really built on that freshman season. We're giving a lot of leniency for the body of work and situation like we did with Spiller. Um, not the best athlete, like Spiller as well. There's just a lot of things that line up like similarly in their profiles. So I was hoping he would test better than this, but it kind of just really paints a picture of an average athlete. But I, th I thought I saw some good burst there on tape. What was your take? On yeah, this? Same. yeah, same. Yeah. I, I, my notes for his film, I had, I had long speed down as, as my, one of my notes. I thought he was, I really thought he was going to run like a sub four, four, five. I really did. Uh, so I, this was a very big surprise for me. Uh, I know that offensive, I know the whole offense at Auburn has just been abysmal. So I've been kind of giving the benefit of the doubt. Being like, you know, there's no holes and he he takes too long because he wants to have the home run play all the time because there's mm -hmm. there's just not many opportunities to do stuff in that offense. So I, I I gave him the benefit of the doubt for a lot of stuff. So this is concerning that he doesn't have the speed I thought he has. I still think it's an underrated pass catcher. Uh I know even though it's a lot of dump offs. Um I think he's an underrated pass catcher. I, I still think I still believe I I just thought this was like 
if I had to say what his one like one or two trades were, I would have put speed, which is like one of his top three trades. And I, I just obviously I can't say that anymore. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna be tough. I mean, I know he was already pretty low on some people's uh, rate. Like Dean Brugler had him like eighty six out of a hundred. I don't know if testing like mm-hmm. this is gonna you know push him out of the side of that top one hundred, but he is. I think for right now projected as a day two pick. So we'll see what happens with him. He has that body of work. Um, so we'll see if that can really help him. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, moving on to another guy that I think a lot of people were a little bit too high on. I think me and you were kind of similar. Uh, on yeah. this when we when we talked about him and that's Kenny McIntosh uh, out of Georgia first off he comes in small 204 pounds when he's listed I think 210 um which you know six pounds lighter it's not the biggest thing but that makes quite a bit of a difference especially when you're six foot and then he tests a 4.6240 slow I mean this guy's a slow running it showed on tape I don't understand what everybody thought they were seeing there's that play even where he broke free got chased back down uh pretty damn quickly uh, I can't remember what play it was in the playoffs but he didn't do any other testing either I thought he looked all right in the drills but for some people who had round two aspirations for this guy I just don't see it I know he's an asset in the past game he just left a lot to be desired as a runner in my opinion somebody who kind of lacked vision and instincts a little bit in between the tackles so um yeah again uh, looking at these athletic comps we're talking about Bilal Powell running back for the Jets and we're talking about Jeremy Langford a running back for the Bears back in the day two guys who are really just complimentary players that's who I see Kenny McIntosh being uh, Jeremy Langford did help the rise of Jordan Howard, though. So let's, yeah, let's he give, did. Let's yeah. some credit he there. had a couple of splash plays too. I mean, I think Powell did too for what it's worth. But again, yeah. backup running backs. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I think Georgia has had such mediocre running backs since since Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle left. I, so I, yeah. I just been pretty amazed by how good they've been doing because their rushing talent, their rushing talent, has just not been there. So uh, yeah. look out for Branson Robinson to correct that. And Roderick Robinson, please, these two guys, let's bring back the era. Maybe even Andrew Paul, too. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, Blinnikoff winner, speedster, shortener, uh, but wasn't as fast as we thought he was. His line set by uh, betting books was 4-3. He came in at 4-4. Now, 4-4 is not slow. I don't want to say it's slow. But he came in like he came in. What was his weight? You know what his weight is off the top of your head. Oh, I can't remember. One seventy six. I, I think he was in the one seventies. Yeah, one seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Six foot one seventy six. He's supposed to be probably an elite field stretcher, and then he just didn't really look like that uh, at this time. I mean, he still was a top five forty. He was still fast. It just came in lower than expected, um, and for a guy who's you know not technically refined, uh, came from a gimmicky offense. This is like his one asset is his speed. He's supposed to be a field stretcher. This is supposed to be what he does. Um, he he disappointed. So uh, so that that's why he's a stock down here. That's that's his that's his thing. And he just didn't really come through. Yeah, I think you know the forty. It's it's hard to be um, let down by a four point four one forty time, but it's possible that it, that it was just because we were expecting so much better. Um, but it was it was it was still a decent time. I know he tested pretty decently in the jumps too. I can't remember the exact numbers right now, but I'm pretty sure was he was high. at least yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was at least up there. So I wouldn't say he disappointed completely. I just would say that per our expectations of what we were expecting him to do, there was a little bit of disappointment there. I still think he's probably looking at late first, early second draft capital by the sounds of it, because people just want that speed threatening uh, player on their team to open up defenses as well. Sometimes it's not even about having the player. It's about the the element they add to your offense. And that's when it becomes more of an NFL team pick than a fantasy pick for us. Like me and you, we're both both pretty low on Hyatt, I believe in our rankings, aren't we? Like I'm, I think I have him like in the past 10, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, Jalen Hyatt? 
Yeah, or nine. I think I have nine, if I'm not mistaken. I have him ten right now, currently. Yeah, see, so we're, um, that's, that's what I'm saying. We're both pretty low on him as, and that's as expecting talent. second round draft capital baked in. Yeah, uh, so. he, he according according to the NFL website, he was he was scored as the number one wide receiver at the combine. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. One five ten yard split, 40, 40, 40 vert, and then a eleven three broad jump. Yeah. So I like I definitely thought he probably along to the next section that we'll get to or whatever probably not mm-hmm. as much of a, a of a of a disappointment but just maybe like didn't hit the speed that we were thinking at the end of the day yeah yeah okay let's go on to tank Dell. tank Dell, who surprised at the, actually I say surprise he looks really good at short. senior bowl yeah <laughs> <laughs> pun intended yeah. Uh, look look good at senior bowl um and then and then came in pretty slow uh we well slow slow for his height if you're gonna be a short lightweight wide receiver you should be a really good athlete uh and he did not come in as a really good athlete what was his 40 i don't have it pulled up 4.41 i think he was or 4.2 like he was he was above 4.4 or 4.4 flat maybe some some in that area it definitely wasn't uh the time we were expecting i don't think 449 4.49 4.49 what was that really what it was wow i'm giving him too much credit wow <laughs> okay yeah four four nine he had what he did have a, a, one of the top 10 yard splits so i think he was tied for third with rashi rice surprisingly enough <laughs> so he, <laughs> who should shouldn't be testing as well but yeah yeah so he was pretty fast yeah and he, did, he didn't do the vert by the way he did not do the vertical jump yeah he wouldn't have jumped very high anyways but so. his vertical <laughs> challenge <was> already <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah let's go on to our last one here. i want to talk about michael wilson and dontavion wicks uh two guys that were widely considered winners at the senior bowl um, I definitely was a big fan of Michael Wilson. Wilson was definitely talking to town three days in a row. Wicks definitely had some hype too. Both these guys come to the combine and and they they are they are on the line of like day two, day three. You know, I, I really do think that's that's kind of like where their value is. And so they need to have like a perfect offseason. The way I'm talking about Mingo, who just crushed every single offseason event. Um, and they really disappointed here. I think like a four six two for Wicks and a four five nine for Michael Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think these guys lost money today. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have much to add. I know that Dontavian Wicks was more kind of your guy or whatever. You've been kind of watching. But I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, a long time ago, a long time ago, he was more in on Dontavian Wicks. He's he smartened up over the past year or so or whatever. But um, this was more like a one role player in college, kind of a deep threat kind of guy. Didn't really get a lot of use anywhere else. He's not a guy that I'm super excited about. I think both these guys are probably day three projects at, at best. Uh, you know? Yeah, I, I think now they. I really did like Wilson. I still have Wilson in my top fifteen, but I think that's just because i interviewed him and there's some bias in there but i see him being a fourth rounder pick for sure yeah so i did want to ask you i guess this, this is gonna this is gonna go into our next section i guess though but but devin a chain guy that we we're very excited to watch um at this combine does it seem like it was kind of disappointing to you overall for this for his combine I thought he met expectations. Uh, we okay. talked about his weight. We talked about his weight. So I was over here saying I think he's under. I think he's a track guy. Track guy struggle to put on weight. Uh, he's a track. I mean, he's supposed to be fast. Like that's his, that's his asset. He's fast, and so that's what he focused on. Focused on being fast. Uh, but four three two. I, I want to say the betting line was set at like four two nine. So I think that's it's like betting lines. But he's still yeah. the fastest running back here. Faster than the wide receivers too. Fastest player period, which is what was expected. And that's, I mean, so I think he, I think he came and performed exactly as expected of him. So no, I, I don't think, I don't think people should be disappointed with Devin Ochain's performance here. I guess like it's hard to be underwhelmed with this, but again, it was, you know, 
only three pounds over the 185. I was hoping this guy was going to put in some work, had been putting in work over the season maybe and gotten a little bit higher. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. I wanted to see 190. Um, you know, and 432 is a nice number, right? But we were saying this guy could challenge for the, the combine record. Like we wanted to see 422. I mean, he, there was even quotes of him saying, I'm going to hit for the first 4-1 at the combine. Like it's like, so I think that I was just a little bit let down. And then, you know, the vert is only like 33 inches. So yeah, the other test, I thought he only looked okay. So I just thought like nothing really stood out anywhere else. He's got the speed. That's nice. I was hoping he'd just have a little bit more to like hang his hat on from this event. But well, he, he yeah, didn't do know. anything else. He didn't do the broad. He didn't do the three cone. He didn't even do the bench. No, press. no. I mean, so, I guess he, he just, he tested that 40 and then that was it. He did the drills though. And then he did do um, the vert as well, which I just he, thought that nothing really stood out uh, other than that. that right. Speed. He, he did say in his interview, though, he did say that he thinks he's the best pass catching back in the draft. So at least he knows his role is not going to be running down the middle. Yeah. Unlike some people on Twitter that think he's just an all-world talent on everything. So so he knows he knows where he sits. Yeah, which he did say as well that he was going to do drills with the wide receiver, but I didn't see him do drills with the wide receivers. I, I didn't see that I at all. So I don't know if that was either. just some kind of weird rumor, but yeah. Anyways, we can move on to the next let's, guy here. I'll let you talk about the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's So let's carry on with guys that are viewed as – some were viewed as disappointing, but we thought we thought they performed as expected. They, we thought they were fine. We're not overreacting. Uh, I want to go on to Bryce Young. Came in at 5'10", 205. I said his weight was under, so I was wrong on that one during our betting thing. But uh, people saying 5'10 was like that. Like, I, that's what we thought he was. We thought he was 5'10". We didn't yeah. think he was six foot. I, I think yeah. everyone was pretty open about it. There's that picture floating around with him and Kyler. I don't know if you saw. Did you see that picture, by the way, from the commercial? I did, yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay. and Kyler's a lot thicker than him, too. <laughs> <laughs> and did you did you notice that they cut off the feet in the picture? No, I didn't. No, I didn't really think about that. No, I'm, I did. I'm looking up them feet, boy. I'm looking up to see what shoes they're wearing. <laughs> and it, and and it, uh, what they're wearing was um, Bryce Young was wearing slides, so he's wearing he's wearing flip flops, and uh, and uh, Kyler had his like you know big oversized basketball shoes. <laughs> so I was yeah. kind of like, so I thought I thought yeah, I'm like yeah, he's five ten, same height as Kyler. So if they had the same yeah. shoes on, they'd be the same height. So. I thought that was fine. I, did, I wasn't disappointed. I thought his combine was fine. He he did everything I thought he was supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, all he did was show up and get weighed. So, I mean, if that's all you thought he had to come and do, then that's and that's really what I think a lot of these top prospects will will do, especially at quarterback. I think where, where people are coming from with people being disappointing performance is just because C.J. Stroud had such a good day. He looked really comfortable passing the ball. Was probably the most consistent, best passer in the drills. And then you had well, Anthony not, Richardson. Whoa, 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 not just, not Tanner McKee. No, not Tanner McKee. Surprisingly, actually, you know who did perform pretty well? Who's getting a lot of buzz? Was Stetson Bennett? Surprisingly, <laughs> he like had like some good velocity on his throws. Yeah, he was hitting deep balls. They were loving. Anyways, regardless, I just think Anthony Richardson's exciting athletic testing and C.J. Stroud's very consistent and promising day just kind of overshadowed the fact that Bryce Young did nothing. So I think that's where people are coming from with the thing. But there is a, an element of this that everybody's just relax. Bryce Young's going to go and he's going to throw at his pro day. He's going to have some of those big-time throws everybody loves. The hype's going to hop right back to number. I still think he's in contention to be the first quarterback selected. I need you to lead this next one because I have not seen anyone be disappointed by this player. So you'll have to walk me through this one. Okay, well, maybe this was just in a couple of my chats, okay? But there was there was people who were worried or who were disappointed in Josh Downs because he came in under – he was like 171 pounds, which is like a little bit slender. He came in at 5'9", um, which is a little bit small or whatever. But, you know, I think that he was – I think he was a winner. You know, I think one of the one of the comps that I've been working with Josh Downs, I've, I think I've said it on the show before, is Elijah Moore. 
And I think he tested pretty similarly to, to him. You know, I, I think his 4.4840 was a little bit, I wanted to see lower than that. Um, but again, he tested like that as a recruit as well. So he's just a 4.47 guy. Regardless, though, 10-yard split time was second in the class. He really showed really well in the explosion drills, 38.5-inch vert, 10-foot, 11-foot broad jump. So the, that explosion we see on tape is all there. The, the, the testing clearly matches up with what we're seeing. And I honestly thought he was one of the more what, smooth wide receivers during the drills as well. I thought him and JSN both own that Gallant drill. They just seemed like they were gliding and catching the ball with ease. We've seen him do a lot of the stuff down the field in short areas as well. I just think he's a very promising wide receiver, even with his height. I just think a lot of people were disappointed like he was going to come in at a better height and weight or if he was going to come in at a – uh, and test a faster time. I think those are some of the things that people held against them. But I'm just saying, relax. I'm going to be my last one here. It's going to be Roshan Johnson. Uh, I think me and you both agreed that on tape, he wasn't going to be a super athlete. We didn't think he was going to test extremely well at the combine. Uh, he didn't. I think he was like, what, like a four, four, five, eight, as far as like a 40 goes. Like he's back there somewhere. Yeah. The four, six uh, guy. What was his vert? I know his vert was terrible. Oh, 30 inches, 31 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big boy can't jump. Big surprise. So, um, yeah, four or five, eight, 31 and a half vert. I, I didn't, I didn't think he was super explosive on his tape. I thought he was, he was getting it done. I thought he was very good. If I had to give like a pro comp right now, I'd probably say James Robinson. I, I've seen people say he's, he's Tyler Algier plus, I think it's a little disrespectful of my boy, Tyler Algier, but I get it. <laughs> I think they're on the same spectrum and that's exactly what I think he is. I think he's a, he's like a, a day three guy and he goes to a place with opportunity. I'm still in, I, this is exactly how I thought he was going to test. Um, I didn't think he was going to be super athletic. His tape is fun. I mean, he's hurdling people. He's making some great grabs, uh, but it's not like he's he's pulling away from people. He's he's not. That's not his game. He's not. He's not. Well, he he did just get some good jukes out there, but he's not juking people out of their shoes. They're not. Yeah, he's he's just <laughs> yeah. a fine player. He's a very mediocre athlete, but a, a great player. Yeah, he forced some missed tackles in 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 in, uh, in college as well. I think he had one of the higher rates in the class as well, but a very short workload as well. So it's kind of the sample size thing there. But again, he does have some moving skills. I just think again, this is a thing with expectations. Where some people that I was talking to were disappointed with Josh Downs because he didn't run a four point four one. Well, some people were disappointed with Roshan Johnson because they thought he was going to be like a four four nine athlete and this and this. It's like that's not who you saw on tape. He really wasn't. He's a little bit clunky. He's a little bit upright. The burst isn't always necessarily there for him, but like he's a very well-rounded player. This is where we won on, on our evaluations, I feel like, because he was exactly the player that we described when we when we did his profile. So I think I'm I'm half fine with this point. He's exactly who I thought he was. So he's I think he's like running back 11 or 12 for me right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm, he, I'm fine there with him. He was RB10 before the combine. He's RB10 after the combine for me. So Yeah, so yeah he's, he's right in that area. Yeah. Uh, Corey, go ahead and bring us home with this last one. All right. I think the last one that a lot of people had some uh, some questions on, at least, was Zach Charbonnet and like his test. But I thought he came in and, and kind of tested exactly how you kind of thought he looked like on tape. He showed a little bit of explosiveness, 37 inch for uh, 10 foot two broad, which wasn't great, but it's still a pretty decent number. And five, 4.53. We were talking, I think last week, we said 4.5. We said 4.52. I think I went under the 4.52. You went over, so you slightly won there. But again, he was right exactly what we thought he was. I just think people were expecting more. Again, it's a, it's about expectations with this. I still have, I have him at, at an un... Uh, a surprising RB three ranking right now after I've shifted things around. And I, again, I don't know if that's just an addition by subtraction thing because I've moved Zach Evans down and I've moved Charbonnet above Condre Miller for now. 
I could see those two flipping once we get some testing numbers, see if maybe Miller has the athleticism that I think he does. But I was very happy with Charbonnet's testing. I think he solidified what I thought about him, and he's easily a day two running back. He still should. He should have declared last year. Still should. I he should have. Yeah. I thought. You know what though? He did take some stuff forward as a pass catcher. I thought this year, which yeah, was nice yeah. for his profile. Yeah. All right, guys. That's gonna wrap up our episode for today. Uh, thanks for joining us again. If you guys want to review, like the show, download it. That helps us a lot. The freshman guys are already out. It's a ton of content. I'm still reading it. I don't really want to admit that in the company Slack. I'm still reading it. <laughs> it's so much stuff in there. Uh, but guys, thanks again for joining me and Corey. Good night and good luck.